Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted us to continue our series on doctrine. For the four preceding episodes, we discussed the consequences of perpetuating or practicing erroneous doctrine. And we talked about how erroneous doctrine can cause division. Erroneous doctrine can cause division. It it can uh, cause the church to have members fighting against one another because uh, for those of us who believe in sound doctrine, we know that we can't compromise on what God has given us. And then there are those who are set on following their own doctrine, whether it's rooted in humanism Uh, secularism, atheism, agnosticism, scientism, naturalism, whatever ism it may be. When we are confronted with bad teachings inside or outside the church, we have to stand and we have to defend. That's why Paul can say in the first chapter of Philippians, I am set for the defense of the gospel. So we talked about how erroneous doctrine causes division then we talked about how erroneous doctrine if left untreated can carry people away just think about all of the major cults think about how they got started and many of them i'm talking about those that are cult of christianity uh, many of them had issues with orthodoxy they they had issues with uh, the teachings that have been deposited to us by the apostles. So instead of following orthodoxy, they created heresy. And that term heresy means to deviate from orthodoxy. And orthodoxy refers to the teachings that we as believers have been following since the time of the apostles. So not only does erroneous doctrine cause division Not only does it carry people away, but then it becomes a stumbling block. It becomes a hindrance to those who need to know the truth. Because one thing about sin, sin is like bad cologne. You hang around it long enough, it's going to start uh, getting on you and you start smelling like it. You start uh, looking like it. And even though you may not intend it. To get the smell on you, you keep practicing sin, you will eventually get caught up. Sin spreads and then it becomes a stumbling block. So erroneous doctrine are those doctrines that are contrary to the teachings of God. And as a result, they are sinful doctrines. And not only did we talk about the uh, the division and 
Not only did we talk about individuals being carried away and not only does erroneous doctrine serves as a stumbling block. We must also know that erroneous doctrine uh, spreads like gangrene and then it leads to abandonment of faith. It leads to doom. It leads to malnutrition. It leads to individuals not only being ignorant of the true and legitimate God, but it causes them to blaspheme and it increases ungodliness. Erroneous doctrine, in short, hurts people. It prevents people from knowing the will of God. It prevents people from knowing the authentic God and his son. So we spoke uh, through the previous four episodes of what erroneous doctrine is and uh, why it should not be practiced and why it's important for every local church to be interested in sound doctrine. So today's episode, I wanted to shine the light on sound doctrine. What is sound doctrine? And sound doctrine, as I say numerous times, is healthy doctrine, doctrine that's endorsed by God himself, doctrine on all areas of life. In the first chapter of the book of Galatians, Paul uh, shows us something that we all need to be mindful of. And as he's writing this book of Galatians, his central theme, his overarching theme is Christian liberty through the gospel of grace. Again, Paul's overarching theme in the book of Galatians or to the churches of Galatia is Christian liberty through the gospel of grace. And so in chapter one, verse six, he writes, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel Contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God or am I striving to please men? If I, if I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And because we've been bought with a price, because God has already given us the words, we don't have the freedom, even though we do have liberty. This liberty is not unfettered. The freedom we have is to exercise the teaching that God has given us. So, first of all, we must learn the teachings in order to know if a new teaching that we've come in contact in, in, that we've encountered is actually in harmony with the uh, uh, scripture itself and to what we've received. 
So Paul has an issue. He's warning the church who practiced and worship in Galatia in, 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 in his book of Galatians. He's, he's admonishing them that there are some whose interest is not in the authentic gospel, but to pervert the gospel for their own reasons. And Paul is saying, whether it's me as an apostle or even an angel from heaven, if what we're teaching is not in harmony and consistent with the teachings of the Bible, if it's not consistent with orthodoxy, let them be accursed. Just a few years ago, there was an organization located in the Bay Area who put up billboards all across the nation, falsely predicting the end of the world. And the end of the world, the date came and the date is gone. And these people misled thousands and thousands of people. Some people sold their homes in anticipation of the end of the world and Jesus coming back. And these people were left disappointed. They were left disillusioned. Some were babes in the faith. And those that led them astray would have to answer to God for their teaching, for their false teaching. So the Bible has already given us parameters regarding acceptable teaching versus false teaching. Then in the book of Second Timothy, the theme of Second Timothy, by the way, is the character as well as the conduct of the servant of Jesus Christ. So Second Timothy is dealing with the character and conduct of Christ's servant, which is you and I. And in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Paul writes, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, but accurately handling the word of truth. So as believers, we are to accurately or rightly handle God's word. We are held responsible for what we tell people regarding how to conduct their life. We ought to tell it. We as Christians, we are reporters. We did not author the Bible. We did not uh, come up with the principles of the Bible, but we are to report what the Bible already says. God is not looking for revisionist history. God is not looking for you to amend his word. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us to not put in nor take away from God's word. So we are obligated, whether you understand it or not, we are obligated to share the authentic gospel versus the false gospel. And when we look at the various groups, various social organizations, ver uh, various cults, they have one thing in common. Many of their core teachings are contrary to the will of God. 
And we as Christians, we have to stand up. And the doctrine that I'm talking about are godly doctrine, sound doctrine. And I always talk about that word sound in the Greek is who gaze and it means healthy. And that word who gaze is seen several times in the New Testament in reference to Jesus healing physically an individual. So when it's used of God's word, what God is telling us essentially is if you follow my scriptures and interpret it within proper hermeneutics, then what you're doing is you are engaged in healthy teaching, teaching that will heal, teaching that will bind, teaching that will restore relationships, teaching that will give insights into you as a person and your function in terms of what God has called you to do. So sound doctrine encompasses all of life based on biblical teachings. So, for example, uh, for the next few minutes, let us attempt to highlight sound doctrine in terms of various subjects. On the issue of adultery, we have individuals now even inside the church. They're going to church. They're singing hallelujah praises on Sunday. They're sitting in our Bible study. But at the same time, these individuals believe that God is okay with their active lifestyle of having another person outside of their spouse. They believe having a significant other outside of their spouse is okay. Now you may be thinking to yourself, that's impossible. I promise you that this type of philosophy, this worldview, this, this erroneous teaching exists in our church. There are individuals who are married, but yet have somebody on the side. And they are uh, individuals who see nothing wrong with this. Matter of fact, they will argue that it's God is love and God wants us to love and God wants us to be happy. And I can't. Uh, uh, pull away from this other person and God is telling us for his sound teaching that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world God saved us from I can't help it so if you have an issue in your life that you uh, argue that you can't stop doing and you know it's a sin God is saying, if you allow him to reign, if you allow him to empower you, there's nothing you can't overcome. So adultery is wrong. Then there's the issue of anger. What does God tell us about anger? What, what are his teachings on anger? These are uh, teachings that we need to get to know. Then what about Jesus? One of the biggest misconception or the biggest controversy throughout the history of the church is concerning Christ. And there are teachings regarding Jesus that we just can't compromise. And again, we're talking about Christology, which is the study of the Christ. And we cannot compromise his uh, ontology 
in terms of his nature. Who is God essentially? Jesus is not created like the Jehovah Witness was to have you to believe. He wasn't a created being. Jesus is eternal. He's always been eternal. He is equal to the Father, according to John 1 and 1. Then in Philippians, the second chapter, he, Paul talks about the kenosis effect that Jesus emptied himself. So with him adding on humanity, Jesus did not lose any divinity. So it's important that when we are talking to people about Jesus Christ, that we are sharing sound doctrine versus erroneous doctrine. Again, groups like the Jehovah Witnesses would tell you that Jesus was the firstborn of all creation, meaning that God created him first. But no, Jesus has always been eternal. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He was with God in the beginning. God did not create Jesus. Jesus is just as eternal as the Father. Then what happens when we have discourse with another believer? What is God telling us in terms of the teachings? Well, if we visit Matthew 18, verses 15 through 20, we see a synopsis. We see a Godly teachings on how to deal with conflict resolution. And if there are individuals in our church who, after reading these verses, still uh, do not want to follow it, then they have other issues. Uh, they have issues with whether or not God's word is true or whether or not God's word is, is going to work. And I'm here to tell you that God's word is infallible. Is without error. And if we follow the instructions the way that God prescribed it for us, it would always work out uh, for our best interest. Then what about divorce? There are so many Christians that are getting divorced these days that that that's a high level of divorce uh, rate in, inside the church. And so it's paramount that we that claim to know Jesus Christ, allow Christ to be in the middle of our relationship and allow Christ to reign over our relationship. He has to be the glue that bind everything together, not our degrees, not just good looks, not just good families. But we need to look at Jesus. We need to follow the character traits, the virtues that scripture talks about before we join ourselves to someone else. The Bible also teaches us about things such as envy, wanting what somebody else has. And I realize that in this society, uh, they promote keeping up with other people, being like someone else. And to the point where being envious is celebrated, but we as believers have to follow and go with godly teachings regarding our behavior and envy is a sin for God has for each one, each one of us, something unique. God has for each one of us our own path. So it's not helpful to be distracted because God is working something out in someone else. Now, some things God uh, has for 
all of his children. God promises us uh, that if the birds are taken care of, that if the grass is clothed with what they need, that if God takes care of nature, then he definitely will give us what we need. He'll give us shelter. He'll give he'll put uh, food uh, on our plate and he'll put clothes on our back and God will sustain us uh, as his children. Uh, for the scripture says that I once was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Then what about eschatology? Uh, scripture uh, tells us about the impending futuristic uh, celebration and judgment. And in terms of eschatology, uh, God has given us some clues, some insights on the future. However, uh, for those that don't believe in God, uh, they have no realistic view of the future. Uh, many of them have fatalistic uh, views of the future. Even though we as uh, Christians may have differences of doctrine uh, in terms of the minor teachings, we are still brothers and sisters. It's the major essentials that we can't uh, differ on, but on the minor essentials, uh, there are different schools of thought within our Christian family in terms of eschatology. And this program won't allow us to dig deeper into that. But the next thing is ethics. And we'll conclude for this episode uh, with ethics. Christianity causes us to have a different sets of standard for how we behave ourselves. Once we get saved, it is my belief that all Christians ought to be taught Christian ethics versus teleological ethics, which is earthly uh, ethics or secular ethics. We as Christians have a deontological, meaning duty-centered view of how we perform or how we conduct ourselves. The world uh, however, have a worldly view in terms of the rules they use for the world is the result that is the basis for the act. Whereas for Christianity, it is the rules that is the basis for the act. So in terms of Christian thinking, Christian performance, Christian standards, we have to learn the rules that deal with Christian ethics. There are some things that the Bible teaches us that we as Christians cannot do, whether it's in business, relationships, whatever it may be. There are sound doctrines that govern or should govern how we behave and how we present ourselves. So, again, we thank you all for listening to Sound Reasoning. I implore you, if you can, to become a truth defender and give uh, financially towards this show. Uh, there are so many people that God is using this show to bless. And it, it is an honor to be able to serve every one of God's children. Have a blessed day. And may we see each other again for sound reasoning during our next episode. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. 
Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.